to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo Podcast. I'm Robert Gerrish and this episode is part of a special series called Home Truths. Make working from home really work. It's brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month and New South Wales Government Initiative. In this five-part series, accompanied by two webinars, inspiring business owners share their tips and ideas on starting, running and growing a home-based business. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across the state throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. Now, I'm delighted to be speaking with lawyer and, I have to say, good business friend, Vanessa Emilio. Vanessa, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for inviting me to speak. Well, look, I'm really intrigued to delve a little further into your business. I've known you for a number of years. I've followed uh, the great work that you do on Flying Solo, the articles that you write on a variety of, a variety of topics, not just to do with the issues of legality. Um, and I'm just intrigued about uh, kind of really what got you into your own business in the first place. I know you had a, a career at the sort of in the corporate side of things as a lawyer, and then you decided to break out on your own. Do you remember, well, perhaps you can start with telling us when that was and why you felt compelled to do that? Oh, goodness. That was, um, I, I, we started Legal123 about, I think we've been running 12 years now. So we started... Um, legal one to three before legal online businesses were around really so it was a bit of a, a jump mm. to go from the corporate world I was very fortunate I worked for um, investment banks and um, I was always in-house and the great thing about being an in-house lawyer is you get exposed to a variety of areas and projects that you wouldn't necessarily get in a law firm mm. so i I loved the variety. I thought it was fantastic. But, um, you know, when you look around, you you see in other countries that are a little bit more advanced in the online world, you see opportunities and things that they're doing there. And you also see products and services that they're offering that aren't offered yet in Australia. Mm. And um, legal services was one of them. Uh, certainly... Uh, traditionally legal services and, and getting um, legal help was always seen as, you know, costing thousands of dollars and mm. prohibitive for businesses and, um, and, and just for individuals, just everyday people. And sure. So we, did you, did you very much, so were you, you were aware that of what was kind of going on around the world? I know you've always, you've had a real interest um, in entrepreneurialism and seeing the way people have been doing things. I know this because I've, I've spoken to you a number of times. I say I've seen what you write about. So were you, did you decide, right, I'm going to kind of 
get on at the forefront of this. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to try and make it work. Or did you feel that you were definitely going to make it work? I mean, where were you on that sort of scale? Oh, look, I had been, I've been a lawyer for about 20, I'm going to say 23 years. And you, I've tried a few different, you know, sort of areas of law. And you sort of are looking for the next challenge, but equally so starting your own business is quite scary, which you know, Hmm. and you're you're taking quite a risk. And we were um, starting out before it was, you know, anybody really ever did offered legal online. And so the, the short answer to this is yes, it was taking a big risk to take a big jump. Um, You know, did I think it was going to work? I definitely, you never know, but you put your heart and soul into it and you Mm. say, um, yep, I'm going to make this work. And the first couple of years are difficult, particularly when, you know, you're kind of the first one out there doing it. So I can't pretend that it's not, you know, sort of a, a huge risk that you take, but equally so, you know, you always have that fallback in the back of your mind and you have to keep it very, very much in the back of your mind that you could go back into the corporate world again. Sure. But, uh, but you really have to just put your head down, not worry about what anybody else is doing out there, not think, oh, I'm going to do this as a part-time job and maybe go back to the corporate world. You really have to Jump commit in both feet. Yeah. And, and commit. Yeah, and look, and I guess the thing is as well that, you know, as you mentioned at the outset there, at least you had um, around you, you know, looking at other markets, you saw what other uh, countries and, and markets were starting to do. So I guess, you know, you could say in, in kind of lawyer speak, you've done your due diligence as far as you could. But then at some point, as you say, you just got to kind of jump in and cross everything and hope for the best. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And, you know, being from Canada, you know, I, I've sort of been seeing what's been going on in North America, and they're always a bit ahead of us in Australia, part, yeah. mainly, um, not just because of tech, but mainly um, because of the population, the size of the population. So, you know, to start a, a business in Australia, it takes a, you know, you're dealing with a, a smaller market. Mm. And um, initially, but depending on what you're doing and what you're offering, obviously the, the internet makes it accessible to the to a larger market than just Australia. But for law, you know, you're limited really to to the market in Australia. So it's um I I, I think it's um interesting to take a look and see what other countries are doing. And I think that's a great way to sort of think of ideas and, you know, a lot of uh uh, friends and colleagues have said, oh, I'd like to start my own business, but I don't know. I don't have an idea. Mm. I think a great way of doing it is to look around and see what other countries are doing and what's not offered in Australia. Yeah, I thought I think that's a great point. And I, you know, I guess the thing is, again, you, you know, you've you have chosen to a number of years ago, uh, to make Australia and to make Sydney your home. And you've clearly built a business that whether you think of it in sort of lifestyle terms, is certainly a business that does allow you to live and work as you choose. And you've been doing it for 12 years. So, you know, it's working, right? It is definitely, and we're we're we are lucky because we can, um, you know, it provides opportunity to spend time in Canada or spend time overseas with my 
um, uh, our family is also in the UK. So we can work. We, we're not limited to working only in Australia. We can take our business with us and mm. we have great, um, you know, team to work with who are still in Australia when we decide to take holidays or work from overseas. So I think that works really well. Yeah, okay. So let, let's have a look at a couple. There's one question that I'm dying to ask you is, uh, a number of people, when they're particularly in the professional services side of things, when they're looking at starting their own business, there is often a concern that what will my clients think? You know, what will my clients think about the fact that I run a very small business? Now, obviously, in this day and age, to a large extent, no one really knows how big your business in is from your sort of online presence but within your business it's a very personal relationship with a lawyer so how did your clients react and how do they react I mean do they do they sort of positively embrace the fact that you're a very small business do they see benefit in that how did what's your thought around that it's that that's a really interesting question because it can work for you and against you um when you're first starting out obviously the perception you want is is to to give is that you know you are um, a, a good sized business you can support all of their needs your clients needs and um, that's certainly an issue when you are starting out on your own but equally so as you grow and we've been fortunate enough to to keep growing over the the last 12 years and have a great team people want to deal with you alone mm. and you know you need you can't possibly do the amount of work that that might be coming in on your own you have to be able to delegate and and you know manage your client expectations at the same time and i think that can be tricky so um the concerns that we've found are first of all to reinforce the fact that we are Australian because there are a lot of um, businesses out there that you you don't know what country they're based in and they try sure. to give the perception that they're Australian and mm. Australian clients want to deal with an Australian business. And then the second issue is the small versus large. They want to deal with the person who started the business, but in order to be able to grow and once you start growing and we've been fortunate enough to be growing at about 25 to 27% um, growth in the last three years. Wow. Um, it's, it, which we've been very, very fortunate. And we've got some great clients that we've had from inception from, you know, when we started 12 years ago and the, we grow with them and they're mm. growing with us, which is fantastic. But you can't possibly sustain that, you know, as one person. So our team is is very, very good. We're very fortunate. But um, again, you have to sort of handhold sometimes and some clients are happy to deal with the other lawyers and some some clients still prefer the handholding. So it's a bit tricky to manage, but um, I think that that's just something that is a bit individual. And, um, you know, you try and uh, manage the clients that want to deal with you and you try and sort of um, promote the fact that some of the other lawyers have specializations that, sure. that, that 
you know, I don't have specifically. Yeah, that, so. might, be, that might be better suited to a particular client. So, yeah, I guess, you know, hearing you say that, that's, you know, and congratulations on that growth. That's wonderful. And I, I guess you. a lot of it is, uh, is about sort of setting expectations with your clients, isn't it? And sometimes they'll get you and sometimes they won't. But let's look at another area that I know has been an area of growth for you, which is, uh, which is not just sort of selling uh, legal expertise by the hour, but you've also moved into kind of productization. Is that a word? I think it is. Uh, you've looked at productizing. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you've done it? That's a great term. We have um, uh, so our we have templates, and we do provide. Um, the custom legal work that you refer to and, and our sales are about 60 40 so 60 percent templates and packages and 40 percent custom legal work mm. and the templates um grew a little bit um partly by accident by demand and partly because of um sort of the google algorithm changes that we all get hit with and so i guess when we started our business just sort of um to outline it we tried you know, the usual online advertising, the profitability wasn't there. It was, you know, marginal. And then we started adding daily content and with regular short posts. And then that was very, very time intensive. And Google changed their algorithm again. And, you know, mm -hmm. we were hit like every, every other business. And we started um, adding um, longer content, you know, valuable long articles on how-to guides and professional guides for businesses like... Um, personal trainers and photographers and coaches and consultants and and providing full packages for professionals and businesses. So they had their guides that we were writing, the long how-to guides, mm -hmm. and also um, providing the package templates, which were basically great for starting a business and or if you had an existing business, they were full packages that that made you um, be able to provide professional agreements and for your website to ensure you were compliant with, you know, ASIC requirements and consumer law requirements and what the banks asked for for merchant when you were setting up a merchant account. So it was sort of a one-stop shop of, of a package for, for businesses. And um, that's been successful both from a sort of Google search perspective and also uh for sales mm. and you know it's it's really we tried we, every time we were hit by one of these google um, algorithm problems we just tried to focus on being really useful providing um useful content solving problems for clients and and helping professionals and business owners be successful and that's actually um been the the best sort of Best strategies uh, assistance for growth mm. yes absolutely yeah so the way you've i mean so many questions i'd like to ask you in there so you know again what a what a a, a great position where you've now got it to i think you said 60 40 so 60 percent products 40 percent sort of professional fees if i can look at it in in that sort of way so to an extent now do you feel that such is the kind of depth and breadth of your content that are you building something of an immunity to changes in algorithms? Do you feel that as your yeah as your sort of um, your information grows, 
do you ride those waves a lot more smoothly now? I, d- I don't know that <laughs> anybody could say. I must I must be honest. You know, Google comes along and they do something completely that you just don't expect. And you've been mm-hmm. building for years in a particular direction and then you have to sort of pivot and, and do something different to, to ensure you're still up on the Google searches because that's, you know, a make or break for online businesses in a lot of respects. Um, so I can't put my hand in my heart and say, mm, we're, we're fine forever without right. constant work. And I think that's really the key to all of this. But I think if you've got good products, good content, and, you know, we've been around for quite some time, which is fortunate. And it's very difficult, I think, to get that kind of um, base quickly, Um, you know, age and and, um, doing this for a while is is very much something that helps every business. But um, you really have to be constantly on it. I, I think you can't just say, you know, we're, we're fine. We don't need to do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> we can leave our templates. We, we don't have to do anything more. I think you really have to constantly be um, adding value and good content. And Google will reward that despite the fact that they, you know, you will get hit from time to time with the algorithm sort of changes. But I think the impact is probably less yes because of what we've done got you yeah okay i I think that's that that's a great response this is probably a good point to remind listeners that this series is brought to you by new south wales small business month a new south wales government initiative it's part of a month-long celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across new south wales throughout october to help you start run and grow your business To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. And different space I'm going to kind of move us to here now is just, you know, hearing you talk and the, you know, the knowledge with which you, you, you talk about your content, you talk about Google, you talk about uh, the market need for templates and all of those kind of things, you know, to anybody listening, they like me, maybe wondering, you know, who is Vanessa? Is Vanessa a lawyer? Is Vanessa a marketing person? Is, you know, you wear you wear a number of hats, which of course we all do in a small business. But where, what do you most enjoy about your work? I'm, I'm dying to know. Is it what, what aspect of your business do you most enjoy? And is it does it fluctuate? Is it changing as your business evolves? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'd have to say. Uh, when I when 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 I first started out, I was like every other lawyer, and and really um, had no tech skills. It was I had a great secretary <laughs> the whole right. time. I was in the corporate world, and thank goodness. So you're really constantly learning something a little bit out of your comfort zone. And then um, uh, the the legal side of it, I love the variety. But my clients, I, I'd have to say, the most rewarding thing is. Um, the variety that you get helping startups in particular. I mean, we, we have startups as a large number of our clients, but we also, as I mentioned before, have a lot of clients who have been with us from inception. And it's fantastic when they come to you and say, look, I sold that business or I'd like your help getting investors and, or I'd, um, you know, I've got people who are interested in buying my business can you help us with this and we've got another idea we want you to help us with the Mm. whole enthusiasm is quite infectious I find so it it really makes it quite rewarding and I have to say the other 
sort of side to this is the 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 whole growth of the internet and um, you know the internet businesses is way ahead of the law and so it's really interesting to be sometimes on the cusp of um, helping businesses and you're you're almost ahead of the game of law because mm. it hasn't caught up yet with regulation <laughs> for for better or for worse so it's quite an interesting space to be in and i think that's what i find quite enjoyable all of the above so it's not yeah, a specific that's... answer but it is interesting no it's a great answer and i and i love the fact and i'm and i'm sure if we went you know kind of right back to the beginning when you you were talking about you know, the sort of perception in the past of, of when you work with a lawyer, it's, it's going to cost you a great deal. And, and you know, it does, of course it does cost when you're using anybody um, in the professional services field because they've spent years, you know, training and learning and understanding this business. But I guess the, the, the way that you're talking about it there does suggest a really lovely kind of client-lawyer relationship where it sounds like you're very much a member of the team. Now, if you've got somebody who's, you know, in a small business who is a very expensive resource, you're probably less likely to embrace them as a member of the team. So I think it's a a wonderful sort of um, niche that you've found in the market where you're able to work with startups, you're able to work with small businesses, and you're able to be part of the team. And it's so lovely that you are reaping many benefits of that one one of which is that you're you're party to their ideas their conversations their thoughts you know that that must be that's so rewarding and it's not something that all your peers are enjoying wouldn't that be true yeah that's exactly right and i think i think you know they would love to do something similar and um again the the whole um idea of the risk and equally so it's not for everybody because some uh some colleagues who like the idea of starting their own business or helping startups or whatever it might be that is out of the corporate world they don't feel that they it's not they don't feel that they can work alone Mm. that they can um start a business themselves i mean it's 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 a learning process and not, it's not for everybody, but um, I think we're fortunate. I'm certainly fortunate enough to, to really enjoy um, what I do. And the, it's quite rewarding to be able to bring legal services to businesses and professionals and, and startups at an affordable rate. And, you know, when people have ideas, you know, they'll, they'll, phone you up or they'll send you a contact note and and say I've got this idea and and uh, might need your help on it and and you are quite accessible they see you as quite accessible which we I, I like to hope that we are and you know we do it at a, a, a very affordable cost that mm-hmm. that it is accessible if you've got a great idea to to be able to have legal assistance um, of course of course yeah easily in yeah, easily accessible and and you know someone who's who's responsive as as you know I personally know you to be. So I think it's <laughs> it's it's a great situation. It's a lovely situation. So um, I, I think just to to kind of wrap up, I'm going to you know we started at the beginning, and clearly people listening to you will know that or can tell from your your accent that you're 
uh, originally from North America, from Canada. Um, and as you've said, it you know the the way you've designed your business does you know kind of allow you to move around a little uh, as as needs, and you take your business with you. So, how important is that to you? It's you know it's interesting because um, uh, I, I don't think when I started out in law that I would ever have believed that, um, you know, it was a, a job that I could do, that I could um, ever end up having a business that you could move around if necessary, or if you wanted to um, spend time with family overseas. And I think it's fortunate that we have been able to um, set up a business that enables us to manage it you know, when we go on holidays in Canada to visit family or the UK to visit family um, or even just, you know, take a vacation and still be able to manage work um, from overseas. So apart from time zone issues, if you can manage that as well, you know, a, a, an online business does enable you to do that generally. So I think that's really a benefit of, of uh, just being able to work online. Hmm. Um, so, so definitely it is, it is a plus. Definitely. Okay. Well, look, Vanessa, thank you so much again for joining us. So Vanessa Emilio from Legal123, if we want to find out more about you, the place to go, not surprisingly, is legal123.com.au. Um, I'll leave you to your day and thank you once again for spending time with the Flying Solo community. Thank you, Robert. Thanks. It was great to speak to you. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Home Truths series brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month, a New South Wales government initiative. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinars, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash small business month. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across New South Wales throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything you know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 